Romans 6, 1 through 11. Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? Of course not. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Since we have been united with him in his death, we will also be raised to life as he was. We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. For when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. And since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. The word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts, all of our souls, and all of our minds, may they be truly and utterly faithful to your word, O Lord, our God, our rock, and our redeemer. And we just ask that your grace, your mercy, your love would just flow over our lives. Empower us to not give in to sin because it has no power over us. And as you transform our hearts, may we extend that grace to others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I don't know if you're following the College World Series, and I apologize for once again using baseball in my sermon, but I uh, love baseball. Uh, and uh, the College World Series has been unbelievably good uh, the past two weeks. I mean, those teams have played their hearts out. The games have been so close. They've gone to extra innings. They've won in walk-offs. They've done all kinds of incredible things. I mean, the baseball players, they, they don't give up in their games at all, do they? They, they work as hard as they can. Now, you know, they could be down five to nothing and they keep coming back. And you know, with baseball, like Yogi Berra says, it's not over until it's over. Uh, and, and you can come back in the blink of the eye. And, and it's so important that those players, they keep on working as hard as they can to overcome and to win uh, at that game. Uh, so many times in life, uh, Life kind of seems to overwhelm us sometimes, doesn't it? it? It can get to be too much. 
Uh, I see it time and time again when life gets to be too much in people's life. Uh, they just want to give up sometimes and, and, and they, they, they want to just push it all away. Uh, I, I know that uh, sometimes uh, in, in my own life, I mean, like when my back's out like it is now, I just want to push it all away. Or, or when work or, or family life or sickness or just problem after problem after problem comes, it's so easy to want to surrender, to give up, to not go on. Paul here in Romans chapter 6 is talking about the battle that we have with sin in our life. And in chapter 5, uh, he, he's been talking about how amazing God's grace is. If you have your Bibles open, you can open up to Romans 5.20 and it says this, God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they are. Remember, uh, sin is just missing the mark. All have sinned, missed the mark, and fallen short of the glory of God. We have all fallen short of God's love, of God's glory. Uh, but as people sinned more and more, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. I just love that word abundant whenever it's in the Bible. It, to me, it's just like... It just smashes anything else in there. I mean, it just, it's so big, it's so huge, it's large, larger than life. God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace rules instead. So what's ruling in people's life instead of sinfulness is now God's grace, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Isn't that an amazing sentence? Because of God's grace, uh, we are in right standing with God, resulting in what? Eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Chapter 6. Well then, well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more Wonderful grace. I mean, this is a question that uh, all of us probably have had in our life. I mean, God's grace is so amazing. God's forgiveness is amazing. It, 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 he's not ever going to give up on us. He's not ever not going to forgive us. He's always going to forgive us when we repent of our sins, no matter what it is that we've done, no matter how we've fallen short, no matter how we've run away. God's grace is always there chasing us, running after us, abounding in steadfast love and forgiveness. And God's grace never, ever gives up on us. And God's grace is always there. And so it would seem that, well, you know what? If, if God's going to forgive me, I could just keep on sinning. Well, Paul has an answer for that. If you've got your Bible open there, verse 2 says this. Of course not! With an exclamation mark. Probably ought to have 16 exclamation marks. Your translation might say by no means or uh, some other way of saying uh, no way. With exclamation marks. That word there uh, that Paul uses is the most emphatic no that you can come up with, that you can think of in your brain. What's the most emphatic no that you can think of in your brain? Don't say it out loud because this is church. 
Well, Paul just said it, and he did. Seriously, that word right there is the most emphatic no that you could possibly come up with in the English or any other language there is. Well then, should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more of his wonderful grace? By no means. Of course not! Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. Since we have died to sin, how can we continue to live in it? Or have you forgotten that when you were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, you joined him in his death? For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also must live what? New lives. Because of our baptisms, we now are to live new lives. I don't know if y'all have seen uh, the movie Jesus Revolution or not. If you haven't, go and rent it on Netflix Prime, whatever it's on uh, now, uh, if you have it, find some way to watch that movie. There's, there's a scene in it where they go out to the ocean and are baptizing, uh, and the, they show the person underwater that's being baptized, and it's just dark and dreary, just like death. But as the person opens their eyes and looks up, they see the sh sun shining down, and the person baptizing them looks like Jesus, and he puts his hands down into the water to pull them back up. That's what happens to us in baptism. Our old selves are crucified, dead, Buried that old sinful nature that used to have the power in our lives, that used to control us before we met Jesus Christ, that used to be what was most important in our lives, that old self is now dead and buried. Just like Jesus was dead and buried for three days. And God brought Jesus back to life, and God brings us back to life. And sin, sin has no more power over us. We don't have to give in to that sinful nature. We can allow the Holy Spirit to change us and transform us and shape us and make us to be people who love and act and show grace to others in the same way that God shows grace to each and every one of us. So many times I've heard over and over in ministry when someone sins, they say, well, I'm only human. H have you ever heard someone say that? Well, I'm only human. I'm going to give in to sin. Well, if you think about it, when God created man and female in his image, humanity in his image, they weren't sinful. They did not have sin in their life. So if you are sinning, you're less than real humans. You are less than what God created you to be. And Paul is reminding us that we don't have to give in to sin because that old sinful nature is gone and that new life 
in Jesus, the new life that is promised, that new life comes into our lives and helps us to live out what God has intended for us. Verse 9, we are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. So you also should consider yourselves dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Jesus Christ. Jesus has become part of us in our baptisms and that Holy Spirit helps us to live out that life that God created us for. Paul continues and goes on to talk about the spiritual battle that we have between sin uh, and our lives. In verse 12, he says, Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. That instrument there is weapon uh, instruments. Don't use yourself uh, to do evil. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument, as a weapon to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin no longer, sin is no longer your master, for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. Isn't that amazing to think that we all now live under the freedom of God's grace? We have that freedom to live out our life no longer chained by the sins that used to bring us down, no longer chained by those times that we turned away from God, no longer held captive by the power of sinfulness and our sinful nature because that is all dead and gone through our baptism. And now, now we can live out that freedom that freedom of change and love and transformation and then give that same mercy and love and grace to others that we come in contact with because, because we have been changed and are now part of Jesus Christ. When I was in high school, there was a couple of movies that came out uh, one was a really bad Jean-Claude Van Damme movie called uh, No Retreat, No Surrender. I still, I'd probably watch it on TV every time it came out. Um, another one uh, uh, was uh, a movie that was a spoof on Star Trek. And uh, the line, never give up, never surrender, came from that. And it kind of be became a, a mantra uh, for our high school <laughs> friends. Uh, whenever things would get tough, we'd say, never give up, never surrender. Whenever uh, life would try to bring us down, we'd say, never give up, never surrender. Uh, and, and it was a way to remind us uh, that uh, there was more to what we were struggling with uh, at that point in life. Uh, so many times, sin tries to grab hold of us 
and bring us down and bring us away from God and, and, and drag us away from the presence of God. Uh, but we don't have to allow it. We don't have to give up. We don't have to surrender to that sin. We can say, God, remove this from my life. God, remove this temptation from my heart. God, take away my sinful nature. God, draw me closer and closer to you. Let me know you more and more. Allow your grace to change and transform me. And, and I'm going to be different from where I was when I started. I may still make mistakes, but God, forgive me and help keeping me. Keep transforming me until I look, act, love exactly like your son, Jesus Christ. That is what the journey of baptism is really all about. And from the moment we're baptized until the day that we die and we go to be with God, we receive that grace, that forgiveness, that love over and over and over. Uh, and there's nothing that's going to happen that will uh, keep us away from God's unfailing love except ourselves we're the ones that can give in to sin we're the ones that can say God I'm not going to receive that forgiveness God I think this sin is more important than you but you don't have to listen to those lies you should consider yourselves dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Christ Jesus. Should we keep on sinning so that God can show us more and more wonderful grace? No. No, no, no. Should we allow God's grace to transform us and shape us and help us to love like him? Yes, yes, yes. Think of someone that you know, that you love more than anything else. And you're going to forgive them no matter what happens in their life, no matter what they do but it still hurts every time they hurt you. Think about how you hurt others. Don't, don't keep on sinning even though God loves you anyway. Let us pray. God, your grace is too amazing, too wonderful, too unbelievable. It abounds in every area of our life. And God, we sit here this morning and we confess that we've missed the mark of that love. We've failed. We've given in to that old sinful nature, sometimes willingly. Sometimes we feel like it controls us. But remind us today that Jesus' life inside of us is what really is controlling us. Allow your presence in our hearts to remove 
any hurt, any bitterness, any grief, any sinfulness, any temptation, any addiction, any disbelief. Fill us with the assurance of our faith that comes from knowing that Christ died for us and rose from the dead and we are part of him. May we die to sin and live for Jesus. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.